You're listening to the Option Alpha Podcast from OptionAlpha.com, where we show you how to make smarter trades, learn how the stock market really works, and generate consistent monthly income. Monthly income. Now, your host and head trader at OptionAlpha.com, Kirk Duplessis. Hey everyone, this is Kirk here again from OptionAlpha.com, working every single week to make this the most popular podcast offered online because it's based on one thing and one thing only, and that's helping you make smarter trades. So again, thanks so much for tuning in today, and we've got a jam-packed episode today. We've got a lot of stuff that we're going to get into, and really, I kind of use this as our really kicking off episode, right? I mean, episode one and show one, we really talked about who I am and my background and why we're doing this podcast. But in show number two today, what we're going to be doing is breaking down this hard truth about your small account size, right? So everyone has all these misconceptions about account size. And I was kind of going back and forth wondering what, you know, what's the really good topic to kind of start and kick off this podcast. And I figured, you know what, account size, right? I mean, everybody wants a bigger account size and they're afraid that they have too small of an account size. So why not use this as our biggest foundational block to kind of get the thing rolling here with this Option Alpha podcast. So in today's discussion, what we're going to talk about are a couple things. First, we're going to go over why more money makes you a worse trader, right? And so most people think the opposite, but we're actually going to talk about why having more money actually might make you a worse or horrible trader. And number two, we're going to talk about how traders with small accounts can actually be more successful. And again, huge misconception, but traders that actually have small accounts and start off with a smaller account size than some of the bigger boys actually end up being more successful long term. And then the last thing we're going to talk about are the three helpful ways to avoid little account syndrome. Okay, so what I describe as after coaching hundreds of people over the last seven years as having this little account syndrome, there's going to be three things I'm going to tell you guys that are helpful ways to avoid falling into this pitfall that most traders fall into when they get started. Okay. So we'll kind of wrap out that discussion. And then obviously we're going to end with a brand new segment, which I think you guys will really, really like every single week. And that's the closing bell. So we'll talk about all of the things uh, that we're looking at right now, as far as possible trades and markets and what's moving, what's not moving. So I think you guys will really, really enjoy that kind of last segment that we'll do every single time. So make sure you stay tuned the whole time. So we get through that closing bell as well. All right, so let's kick things off here and talk about why more money makes you actually a worse trader. And again, this huge misconception, but I get people that come to me all the time and they email me through the website at Option Alpha and they say, Kirk, you know, I don't have a lot of money right now, but if I had more money, I'm sure I could be a better trader. And over the course of the last seven to eight years when I've coached people, what I've actually found is that having more money is actually a huge deterrent to your success. And the reason is, is because having more money actually actually makes you blinded to the fact of risk reward, right? So most people, when they get into trading and when they get into investing, they think that more money equals better opportunities. And while that is true, more money also makes you a more Uh, worse trader because you are ignorant to the fact of risk reward. So you blindly throw more money into a trade or you blindly allocate more of these contracts into a trade that you quote unquote like. So you take all that money that you have and you think because you have more money that that actually makes you a smarter trader. 
And most cases, I found that people with more money actually are a worse trader. They end up trading a lot more stupid positions, right? They over allocate. They tend not to even follow positions. I've seen that a lot too, where they will make a trade and, you know, it'll be 10 or 20 contracts and they just won't even follow it, right? Because they've got enough money. So if that trade goes bad, huh, you know, whatever the case is, you know, I've got more money to kind of back it up. And that's not what you guys want to do as far as trading. You don't want to just have this laissez-faire mentality of just throwing money into a trade and saying, you know what, I've got enough money to back it up, right? Each and every dollar that you invest should be watched closely, okay? Now, as we get into number two here, what we actually have found, and again, this is just through my experience on the membership side, and we've got thousands of members, and we've coached hundreds of people, but traders that actually have small accounts are more successful. And again, you're probably thinking to yourself, Kirk, that, you know, that's not true, right? If I had more money, I'd be more successful because I'd have more money. But it's actually the reversed psychology. So when you have a small account, you tend to focus on each individual trade a lot closer, right? I mean, if you've got $1,000, you're going to really, really watch that $1,000 versus if you have $100,000, right? I mean, $1,000 is, you know, a drop in the bucket for you if you've got $100,000 to trade with. But what I found is that the traders who focus on trading with a small account first and are really diligent about position size, really get down into the nitty gritty of understanding why we do a particular strategy or why we go over uh, and trade a particular market with volatility. Those are the traders long term that actually end up being more successful. And I can guarantee you this, and this is probably one of our biggest tweetables for this podcast, is that if you can't manage and be successful with $5,000, having $500,000 isn't going to change it. And I would say that most people who are successful with $5,000 or $1,000 or even $500 trading to begin with, those are the people that are going to be more successful long-term when they actually get more money, okay? So this whole misconception in this industry that you have to have tons and tons of money to get into this business is crazy, right? I mean, having more money helps with margin and some of the bigger, more advanced trades, but that doesn't mean you can't get into some credit spreads and butterflies and calendars. Those trades do not require a lot of capital up front, and you can get into this business and get started with options trading with as little as $500, right? But you're not going to quit your job and and you know, make all the all kinds of money with $500, right? You got to be realistic too. But it's actually a good thing if you don't have a large account size because you can then focus really really hard on making it work with a small account size before you go on to bigger account size and start putting more money in there. So one of the things I always tell people who come to me and are in my coaching program, which I have, is that if they come to me and if they've got a lot of money, what I'll tend to say to them is, hey, you know what? Why don't you actually, you know, kind of split your account? So you've got a lot of money, which is great, but let's actually use just five or $7,000 to begin with. And a lot of people say, well, Kirk, you know, I've got much more than that. I want to learn how to trade with, with you know, 50000 or 75000 But what I'll force them to do is I'll force them to make smarter trades with five or $7,000 to begin with. Because if they can do it again with five or $7,000, eventually they'll be able to do it with fifty dollars or $75,000. Okay, so that's one of the things that I tell people. So if you're starting off small, great. If you're starting off and you have a big account, Try actually scaling that down and only trading with a small, small portion of your account and learn to be successful. Even if you're only making $50, $100, 
whatever the case is, learn to be successful at making money with a small account and then start adding more position size and, and bigger contracts, et cetera. Okay, so the last thing we're going to go over before we get into the closing bell is our three helpful ways to avoid the little account syndrome. So again, just to recap, this little syndrome that I call everyone, everyone seems to be, you know, hit by this bug when they get started, right? I have a small account and, you know, I get all the complaining emails, which is fine. I want, I want people to email me, but I mean, you know, I get hundreds of emails a day and, and people are just complaining. I, I don't have enough. I can't do enough, yada, yada, yada. But again, what I want you to know is that if you help, if you know these three things about why you can avoid this and really the trajectory that you want to be on, then I think it will help overcome that little account syndrome that you have. Okay. So the first thing is that with a little account, I just, and just to go back, the first thing that with a little account, you have to know that over time, the probabilities will work themselves out. Okay, and this is something that people uh, tend to see, tend to get into this trap, right? As humans, we want to see immediate gratif- instant gratification, right? And in this digital age, right, everyone wants you know answers now, and they want money now, and they want fame now, and they want popularity now. But in trading and investing, you just have to have faith that over time these probabilities will work themselves out. So what does that mean? That means if you're making high probability trades, which we'll talk so much about more on this podcast and obviously we talk about it on the blog and the membership site but if you're making high probability trades and even if you're only making ten dollars on every trade as far as a win and a profit but you're consistently doing that then that should give you the faith to understand that over time as you add more money to that account and you consistently make those high probability trades that start winning that your account size will grow your income from trading will grow as well Okay, so you just have to know that over time, probabilities will work themselves out. Number two is that trading small is actually a good thing. When you trade small, and we've talked about this a lot on the membership side of our blog, we've done videos and webinars about this, but even with a big account size, you need to make small trades. So it really defeats the whole purpose of having a big account size because the more successful traders actually have very, very small positions all over the market. So it's like they have scattered positions everywhere instead of one massive elephant position in one stock or one ETF. And that's actually a big detriment nowadays is to have one big position in this stock or that stock or two big positions in this stock and that stock. Even as a very very wealthy trader, you need to have lots of little positions all over the market, right? Small positions here and there that you're taking and scalping probabilities all over the place on a consistent and rolling basis. And that's how you become very successful doing this. That's how you generate consistent monthly income by making those small trades. Now, number three is kind of dovetailing off of number two, and that is that your position size has to be on a sliding scale. So again, this is really helpful because if you have this little account syndrome where you think you have a small account, you need to understand that your position size per trade needs to be about one to 5% of your portfolio. So I say one to 5% because that is on a sliding scale. So if you have a smaller account, you might need to just slide that up a little bit so that you can get into one contract, okay? So one contract might be 5% of your portfolio. So one credit spread or one debit spread might actually be 5% of your portfolio. But if it's anything more than that, 
then I would definitely suggest looking at other trades. But as you grow in your account size, you should actually slide back that allocation per trade. So I said one to 5% should be your max allocation per individual trade. That way you don't have too many trades that are too big. And, and obviously you don't want to make no trades, but as you grow in your account size, you want to slide back your allocation to around one to 2%. Okay. And right now with positions that I have on the market, I'm still trading positions that are high probability trades that I'll trade four and five contracts on max. Because for me, that kind of caps me out at my allocation. I don't want to be a big, big fish in one or two of these trades. I want to be in a lot of different trades that have great probabilities so that I spread my risk among a lot of different securities, okay? So this whole idea of position size and sliding scale, that should really help. As you get started, it's okay to go just a little bit higher on your position size because you have to to get into some trades, but I wouldn't go anything higher than 5%. So that's really kind of the max there at 5%. And then as you grow your account size, you're gonna wanna obviously you know, slide back that allocation. Okay. So hopefully that's been really good talking about why we, you know, why more money actually makes you a worse trader, how small accounts can actually be more successful uh, going forward long-term. And then the three helpful ways that we just described about why a little, you know, having little account syndrome can be avoided, right? By knowing the probabilities, trading small and keeping your position size on a sliding scale. All right. So let's get into the closing bell. Now, the closing bell. Find out which stocks we're looking at right now, trades we're making, and hear our game plan moving forward. All right, everyone. So this is the closing bell. Like we said, this is going to be a segment that we do at the end of each podcast, just where I kind of go over, you know, what's kind of working, what's not working, what we're looking at, uh, what markets are moving, what trades we might be making. So I think you guys will really find this enjoyable. It's not going to be, you know, super, super detailed with actual strike prices and contract months, because obviously you get that by being a member at Option Alpha. But I'll tell you right now, you know, where we are in the market right now is kind of interesting, at least at the time of this podcast, is that a lot of the currencies are going crazy. So some of the big trades that we're looking at are in FXY, which is the Japanese yen ETF. FXY has just been crushed down from about 96 at the beginning of last expiration cycle and now is trading under 90. So just a huge, huge move in FXY. Same thing is going on in FXE. FXE, which is the Euro Trust ETF, has had a huge move down. And then likewise, things like uh, the Great British Pound has had a huge move down, but has kind of rebounded here recently. And the dollar, the dollar has been surprisingly very, very strong over the last two months moving from around 21 to around 22 and a half, which is actually a pretty big move for the dollar index. And that's UUP is the ticker symbol on that. So what we're looking at right now, because we have a lot of these things that are actually moving and are very volatile, things like FXY and FXE have very, very high implied volatility. So what we're starting to do is enter some credit spreads and some iron condors around some of these positions to take advantage of the high implied volatility that they have. So as they rebound um, and definitely start to calm down, which they eventually will because that's what happens in markets, they become cyclical and they calm down. As they start to calm down and implied volatility drops, we're gonna see that premium decay start to get sucked out of these options. And so as option sellers, by selling credit spreads and iron condors, 
possibly a couple strangles in FXY and FXE, then we take advantage of that premium decay and that allows us to make some money as these options fall in value. The other thing that's really moving right now is oil. Oil has been very, very active. Again, a lot along with the currencies, oil has you know, for the last month or so been in a definitely a downtrend and continues to move lower. But USO has high IV rank up in the 67th percentile, a very, very high IV for USO. And same thing with OIH. OIH is the uh, market vectors ETF for the oil sector, IV rank up around 57. So we're already starting to look at new positions in USO and OIH to add to current positions that we have, where we've already been profitable on the way down. And so we're going to start to kind of piggyback those positions, start to leg into some iron condors um, as we get closer and closer to expiration. So that's really what we're looking at. Generally, the S&P and the Russell have remained fairly high. We've had a little bit of a sell-off this week, uh, but most of, the, most of the stocks have remained fairly high. I think we're kind of at a breaking point here soon. If we start to see S&P levels start getting below about 1960, 1970 or so, we could be easily heading back down to around 1900 on the S&P uh, in a very, very short time period. And again, we're into October now at the time of this recording. So, you know, we've got a lot moving in October. October is usually a very volatile month for stocks anyway. So there's a lot that we have working in our favor to make some new trades. All right. So I hope you guys truly enjoyed today's show and got at least one thing out of it that you can apply right now to make you a smarter, more profitable trader and investor. And as always, you can find additional show notes and comments and any links we mentioned or videos that might help out that we talked about today by going to optionalpha.com slash show two, just the number two. So that's optionalpha.com slash show two. And until next time, happy trading. Thanks for listening to the Option Alpha podcast. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a rating or comment. Plus, you can get everything. Free email updates for future shows, transcripts, video tutorials, case studies, and more. Just visit our website at optionalpha.com.